Welcome back to another episode of The Box Seat. Once again, I'm your host, Nathan Matheson. You can follow me on Twitter at Nathan Matheson. On today's episode, I'll be breaking down Washington's upcoming opponent, Colorado. Before getting too much into this episode, here is a short word from our sponsor, Elm Coffee Roasters. Open in Pioneer Square and SLU for takeout and indoor seating. Order coffee and more at elmcoffeeroasters.com. Now, without further delay, let's jump right into this podcast talking about the Washington Huskies' upcoming game against the Colorado Buffalo. This game here is definitely going to be overshadowed a bit by the fact that the Huskies just fired their head coach, Jimmy Lake, last weekend. That's big news. The game itself, however, is still very big for Washington football, as there are only two games left on the schedule, and in order for them to get into a bowl game and be bowl eligible, they're going to have to win out. Fortunately for Washington, Colorado has not looked very good on the year either, and is sitting at 3-7 and seven overall. Washington is only mildly better, sitting at 4-6. and six. So what does this mean? Washington is going to be playing for something, a bowl game. Well, Colorado is simply going to be looking to play spoiler for Washington's bowl game. Colorado's two Pac-12 wins came against Arizona, winning 34-0, and Oregon State, winning 37-34. Washington, if you all recall, of course, struggled to beat Arizona, and then lost to Oregon State, 27-24. So anything truly could happen in the game today. Really, this is a fitting matchup of just two teams who came into the year with higher expectation, Washington especially, and they've both just struggled. They struggled throughout the season in 2021. Colorado ranks 125th in the nation in passing yards per game with only 137.9 yards. That is just not good at all. Now, with all the complaining Washington has had on their passing offense and Dylan Morris, they rank 86th with 212.2 yards per game. That's a huge difference. Could you imagine the fans' reactions if Washington was throwing the ball like Colorado? I mean, even with how Dylan Morris and the Husky offense is performing, they're outraged. Imagine you're throwing the ball for 70 less yards each game. That's what Colorado's doing. Now, on the ground, the Buffalo are slightly better, coming in at 91st with 137.9 yards per game. Washington, of course, is nice and close to the bottom, sitting at 110th with 113.3 yards per game. Looking at these numbers, they don't mean too much to me. I mean, they they mean something. They're important, obviously. But to me, what I see is if Washington can play a perfect game on defense, then they can blow out Colorado, as Colorado does not have the best of defenses either. The Buffalo's total defense in yards per game ranks 91st with 418.1 yards per game given up. What I mentioned earlier, though, is when you're playing UW, it doesn't matter how bad your run game is. As it seems like more often than not, the opposition is going to get what they want on the ground. You're going to run for close to 200, if not over 200 yards against Washington. Each opponent will do that. Washington's allowed over 200 yards on the ground I believe six times, maybe it was five times, but they've allowed over 200 yards plenty of times. They've allowed over 300 yards on the ground twice this year. So this Husky run defense is nothing special. They're downright bad. Even against Arizona, a bottom-ranked run offense, Arizona ran for 218 yards. Just jumping right at it, obviously the key to the game is going to be, can Washington stop 
or at least slow down Colorado from running the ball down their throats all night long. I'm not worried about Colorado throwing the ball. As Washington's pass defense is the top in the country by almost 20 yards per game, they're allowing less than second. However, even if the passing defense comes to play, which it has just throughout every single game, it doesn't matter if the run defense lays a dud. Case in point, the Huskies are 0-4 when the opposing team passes for less than 100 yards. Because what does it mean when the opposing team is passing for less than 100 yards? It means they're smart. It means they're not taking chances in there. It means they're choosing to run the ball the whole game instead of forcing a pass and making a costly error. They're choosing to run the ball. They're choosing to run the ball because that is UW's weakness, and they know it. They game plan, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and we could win. And it's worked. Before continuing, here is another word from our sponsor. Open since 2015, Elm Coffee Roasters is devoted to high-quality coffee that's easy to brew at home and a joy to drink. At our roastery and cafe in Pioneer Square, Seattle, Elm obsessively roasts small batches of coffee that they source with a focus on sustainable practices that lift up the whole supply chain and protect the future of the coffee plant. Elm's goal is to make a truly exceptional cup of coffee and an experience you look forward to every day. Cafes in Pioneer Square and SLU open for takeout and dining service. Please use code podcast at elmcoffeeroasters.com for 15% off your next coffee order. Now, back to talking about the game this Saturday afternoon. Something that Colorado does have that could cause Washington a bit of issues is a mobile quarterback. The Buffalo's quarterback, Brendan Lewis, has run the ball 78 times for 143 yards and one touchdown. Clearly, he isn't an avid runner or a super skilled runner who's going to be running for 70 yards in a game. It shows to me, though, if Washington does not keep contained or keep their gap responsibilities on the defensive line, then Lewis will run the ball. He will run the ball, get out of contain, and gash this defense for 5-10 yards on maybe a key third down or a key fourth down, maybe even. So a wild card in this game is, of course, going to be, can the Huskies stop the Colorado quarterback from gashing them? As they've shown at times, when the opposing team has a somewhat mobile quarterback, they can't contain him. That nearly cost them the Cal game, with the Cal quarterback running all over them in the second half. However, perhaps an even bigger question mark or an even bigger wild card than stopping the opposition's quarterback from running over is what will this Husky offense look like? Last week was the first game after firing offensive coordinator John Donovan, and the Husky offense had a poor game in the stat sheet with only 266 total yards. Though I feel that that might be an ill representation of what the potential this Husky offense has for the last two weeks of the season. Against ASU, UW opened the game with two straight touchdown drives. They looked like a brand new team with trick plays being run, rolling out the quarterback to the side, having multiple end-arounds, fake end-arounds, doing all sorts of creative offensive plays, something that they didn't do under John Donovan. Under John Donovan, it was basic hand the ball off up the middle, run slant routes, have one man running a crossing route while the other guy's running a go route. It was simple concepts that you learn in peewee football. That's what they were running with John Donovan. And now with Junior Adams calling the plays, under one week, you already could see them. They were spreading the field out more. They had five wide sets. Yet, Washington still failed to get anything going for the most part. 
in the rest of the game. They had two successful drives to open the game. After that, it was multiple three and outs. It was multiple quick punts. It was back to the old offense. And a reason for this, I feel, is the new play caller, Junior Adams. He might not have had enough time to really implement a whole new strategy and to really go through and figure out all the plays he wants to run. In theory, Adams managed to game plan and perfect enough plays for two series in the little time he had to prepare. The hope then with that is, with a whole nother week to prepare, he's able to better prepare for a full game, a full game plan, is is able to do what he did in the two series against ASU for the whole game against CU. Now, another big question, of course, is who's going to be playing at quarterback this week? I believe it was in Gregory's press conference this week that he said all three quarterbacks, Dylan Morris, Patrick O'Brien, and Sam Heward, were getting reps under center. This, to me, clearly shows that he doesn't think Morris has been it this season. He doesn't think Morris has been the guy this season who should have been at quarterback all year long. So he's trying to solve this issue. And now he came out and said after the ASU game that they wouldn't burn Heward's redshirt season. So that means he can play in one more game. With that, I wouldn't be shocked if Heward doesn't play against Colorado, so then they allow him to play at home in the Apple Cup with two weeks of practice leading up to that game. And then they have Patrick O'Brien kind of do what they did with Sam Heward last week, where he plays two, three series each half, just to give Morris a break, just to see what O'Brien can do. Now, getting into my predictions, I think Washington wins this game. They have enough talent And they've clearly shown more on the year than Colorado. They've shown enough for me to be confident enough to pick them to win this game. I'd say the final score will be 24-13. to Colorado won't be able to get any offense really going all day long against this stout Washington pass defense. And I think a Washington run defense that maybe steps up a bit and slows down Colorado enough. On the flip side, I think Washington will have more of those drives like they did to open the game against ASU. I don't think they'll do that every single possession, but they'll have a few drives where you can see they're in complete control, and that'll win them the game. Once again, I'm Nathan Matheson, your host. You can follow me on Twitter at Nathan Matheson, and this has been The Box Seat, which you can also follow on Twitter at Box Seat Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. Make sure to tune in again next week on Friday as I'll be previewing UW's game against Washington State. Thank you for listening and have a good rest of your day.